welcome. Welcome to everyone who's listening. Uh, my name is Heather Sanderson, and this is a Majestic Wisdom podcast. And I'm here today with Mason Hutchison. So welcome, Mason. So Thank happy you. you can be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for pronouncing my last name correctly. Yes, I was worried <laughs> about that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And Mason and I, so we've only really met over email so far. So this is our first face-to-face -face virtual interaction, which is very exciting. And I, I was reading your bio and like trying to figure out the words to introduce you properly. And you've done so many interesting things and we're gonna to touch on a couple of them today. So I, I'm excited to hear more about Herb Rally and the art of frugal nutrition. Um, but to me, by way of introduction, you're a plant person. Yeah. Is that, that resonates? Yeah, it really does. Um, it's, it's been a long journey, but I would say at this point, I like plant person more than herbalist. So, uh, for me specifically, I have a hard time saying I'm an herbalist, you know, but like you ask my brother, he'll say, Mason, you're an herbalist, you know, uh, but plant person, we'll go with that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, I like that distinction actually, because an herbalist kind of, to me is, is limiting you to one thing. And there's this connection it feels like you have with the plants that I'd like to hear more about that is beyond that. So where did this start for you? Did you always like know you were a plant person or is it something that came to you later in life? Yeah, uh, my brother, again, like he, he has recently brought up this fact of when we were little kids, he's three years older than me. Um, he vividly remembers me talking to plants, which I have no recollection of. Um, so that's kind of cool, you know, looking back in hindsight, a lot, you, you could kind of follow the breadcrumbs and, and, uh, um, see how it all came together. But, um, I would say my introduction and in, into becoming a plant person kind of came from nutrition. Um, so it seemed to me as if herbalism was a natural offshoot of, uh, nutrition. So, so I kind of just fell into it, um. I really enjoyed, you know, fitness and um, lifting weights and, uh, and the nutrition surrounding that culture. Uh, and then slowly but surely, I, from like 18 to 19, I, I became more and more of a, a hippie. Um, and, and so I just, yeah, I, I feel as if uh, slowly but surely, I became more and more of a, like I said, a hippie. And naturally, that just led to, um, you know, herbs and I, I was really, I really enjoyed adaptogens. Um, as you know, as part of my story, if you read my bio, I used to work for Mountain Reserves for 11 years. Uh, and so I, I associated plants as just dried herbs, you know. I loved, I loved, uh, um, I loved uh, Hoshu Wu and, uh, um, you know, Eleuthero and ginseng and all these Chinese herbs. And I associated them as, uh, as just dried herbs. Um, and then, and then I, I decided to just kind of go all in and I took this course called the Columbine School of Botanical Studies. And that's really in, in Eugene, Oregon. And that's really when I became full blown uh, plant person, because then I saw that these plants were more than just dried herbs to consume. Thank you for sharing that. I love that your older brothers there also <laughs> tapping on your shoulder, it sounds like and being like you, you used to do this. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I am glad you found your way back to what it sounds like was natural in childhood. And 
and found all these different trainings and ways to weave it in through your work as well. And I, I imagine, but I don't know, so I'm going to ask, is that what set the foundation for Herb Rally? And can you talk a bit about what that is and how it started? Yeah, so Herb Rally started essentially as a website that I wanted to see exist in the world, which it started out as a herbalism events website. So as I mentioned, I worked for Mountain Rose Herbs. Uh, I was their event coordinator. Uh, and so I was like, oh, that'd be cool if there was a website that just tells you what herbalism events are happening on the, around the country. And what I found was there were some doing it here and there, but mostly we're just listing major herb conferences. What I wanted to know about were uh, herbalism events, plant walks, just little lectures happening in these smaller communities. And, um, and, and I couldn't find anything like that. And I was, I basically just decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, I bought the, the domain herbrally.com and I, then I held on to it probably for like a year <laughs> and I just kind of, you know, I just kind of sat with it. I had this idea in my head that it had to be perfect when I launched. And then one day I was just like, no, I have to do this. So I just bought a Squarespace website and I just started listing events, you know? Wow. Um, so it really just started out as a, as a, um, an events board. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I, because I found out about Herb Rally maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. How long has it been around for now? Uh, 2015. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think I saw it from um, like an Instagram post. Okay. And I was cool. like, oh, that <laughs> looks interesting. And that yeah. attracts me. And so I started yeah. to look through all that you have to offer. And from that events posting it from the outside looking in looks like you really have continued to grow from that footing and now there are people writing about plants that you are posting and then there's a podcast and you have this new youtube channel and clothing and like it's just it's really <laughs> looks like it is taking off in ways that it sounds like you didn't expect or think about What's totally. That, what's that been like? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. It's uh, it's it's yeah, it's surreal. And every time I had a new idea for the website, I just I'm like, well, there's no one telling me not to do this, so I'm just gonna do it. Uh, you were referring to the herbal monographs we have, right. um, and I came to find out that I really my favorite way to read about plants was like long form description driven by story and uh, personal experience from that particular herbalist. Um, you know, the reference books have their place where you could just read paragraph and, you know, sometimes you need those bite-sized bits of info, but um, I really liked the long form content. So what I set out to do, and I initially just hired my close friends who also, you know, in the, are in the herbal world, um, I think my first one was uh, that we published was by my friend Nick Moya. He's an herbalist here in Eugene as well. Uh, he wrote one on burdock. And uh, sure enough, um, you know, it's just, it's probably like five pages in length. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's what I want to read. So I figure other people want to do that too. And slowly but surely over the course of time, uh, we, I think we have a, around 70 monographs and we just keep, you know, adding maybe one per month or so. But what was that your question? <laughs> I mean, I love that answer. That's perfect. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I love hearing more about how things start. And then it sounds to me like 
you're planting these seeds and also kind of feeling into where it wants to go and grow. And I like the, like, no one was telling me not to. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, I wonder like how that's felt. Um, it's been extremely rewarding considering I don't really feel like before Herb Rally, I had, I had anything, I don't want, you know, like productive or constructive to put my extra creative energy towards. Um, and so the way I always looked at it was Herb Rally is this like never ending thing. It's something that I constantly can improve. Um, it's, it's my contribution to the herbal world. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, it's it, yeah, I guess it's just fulfilling, I should say. Also, just knowing that it's it's never gonna end. I mean, and let I don't see why it would end, you know what I mean? It's because I I love doing this so much. Like I said, I worked at Mountain Reserves. I don't know if I mentioned I was there for 11 years, constantly working on, on this behind the scenes. Um and uh I never saw an end game with Herb Rally. It's just uh I don't know, it's just fun. So cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that comes through to yeah. me as someone who reads the newsletter and and listens to the podcast and you're, it's like you're culminating and crafting a space of community for, like, it's so inclusive, mm-hmm. also because there's so many ways to enter. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for yeah. doing that. Thank and it sounds, it sounds like... Um, part of you, what I would call your magic to me like your your offering and that resonates yeah yeah and like you're stepping into it it feels because you left Mountain Rose correct I did I did uh about four or five months ago okay yeah beautiful I love it I love it because even even though we're just meeting virtually for the first time it's like I can <laughs> even on screen I can see the energy of this big offering and it's huge really mm-hmm. like as a channel through you like through your center almost I, I really I was trying to explain it actually coincidentally to the owner of Mountain Rose Herbs the other day I was trying to explain it to him that uh, Herb Rally really is kind of like the um, uh, how do I say this like my brain downloaded or my heart and brain downloaded onto the internet at least one portion of it you know uh that side of it because you 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 um acknowledge the inclusivity or the diversity of content on herb rally um and really that's been intentional since day one i was talking about earlier how i struggle with using the word herbalist for myself uh i think it's because well i don't see clients um but besides that my mind is always shifting on the way I see the world and the way I understand plants and herbalism and all that. Uh, so I never want to just appear as correct or right. Um, so I, I feel as if everyone has something to, to contribute to the herbal world. And my main prerequisite is, are you helping people and not hurting people? I, as long as they're not hurting people, I'm golden, you know? Um, Cause I can skew on say the sciencey side of things or the more quote unquote woo woo side of things. I like it all, you know, I can vibe with it all and I can see where each and 
all of it has its place. So I don't want to be judgmental about someone's other perspective on, on the way they teach herbalism, because a, I can always learn and be like, who's to say I'm right about that. You know what I mean? I guess what it boils down to is just don't hurt people, you know, with the information you're putting out there. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you. Um, yeah. And because of that, it's like, it feels like a journey from that dried <laughs> plant, right? And so yeah, now yeah. there's this huge diversity of experience and and it came really from that root, but it sounds like wanting to know more. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very cool. I was so obsessed with the, the adaptogens and all the sexy herbs of the, that time, which just to mark the time is probably around 2008 2009 maybe remember like when goji berries were a huge thing yes i do that, that was my jam <laughs> <laughs> they're great i'm just saying howie and steven at the columbine school took me out into the woods and then i started having these you know experiences with plants so yeah totally different cool yeah i i mean i i love blending experiences and um also constantly learning and knowing that I don't know anything really. <laughs> you know? And so it's a pleasure to hear from you and your experience. Absolutely. Um, I'm just curious, where did the name Her Herb Rally come from? Oh man, uh, earlier you were asking me about <clears throat> where Herb Rally came from and I almost included that part in the story. <laughs> uh, then I forgot. So it's so funny. I actually put out a poll to some of my closest friends and family, what I should call this idea that I had. And I gave them, I remember I had three options, something like that, but I vividly remember herbalismevents.com was one of them. And I just thought it was just too bland and too specific. It didn't allow for mm. uh, any sort of growth or change in direction. Um, so I don't know where these things come from sometimes, but herb rally hit me in the head. And I remember one of my friends said, Oh, herb rally. That's great. That, uh, that actually sounds like it already should be a thing. I was like, okay. Uh, and it, and I really liked it too, because of the, um, rally sounds like, um, you know, it has some sort of cause behind it. Uh, so yeah, I, I couldn't tell you actually, other than it just kind of hit me one day when I was just brainstorming. And that's usually how a lot of this works for me. Something hits me and then I feel sad and depressed if I don't pursue it. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to do this because otherwise my conscious is just going to keep nagging at me. Uh, so what yeah. a great description. Yes, that makes so much <laughs> sense. Uh, and I think, you know, for so many people, it's so easy to stay in those states and to not follow yeah. through with the steps or the actions or have the energy or fire or whatever you call it to initiate and start. And it sounds like you just, you keep having that initiation. Go, go, go. Have you ever it. done StrengthsFinder or heard about StrengthsFinder? No. What is that? It's a, it's a book and it's also uh, a quiz. And basically you answer, you ask like, it's one of those personality tests, but basically you ask, you answer like 500 questions and then they kind of tell you what your strengths are um it's been a long time since i've done it but i, I actually did it for mountain reserves once 
And what you're describing was in my top five strengths. So I think it's kind of innate in me. Uh, but yes, I, I initiate, like I start. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And because <laughs> yeah. if you think of like plants and ecosystems, and mm-hmm. if we were to understand that we are that too, then everyone has their own way of being and how to work with each other, right? And like, you know this. And so it, to me, you're like that, you know, let's get going forest. Come on, <laughs> let's start. Like, even if something catastrophic has just happened maybe, or like, we got to rebuild, we got to go. I love it. Yeah, and so in that vein, sometimes our, our strengths are our weaknesses too. Um, do you know much about Blue Vervain? I do. Yeah, so I remember always hearing about the people's uh, experience with Skullcap, and I never really, really um, was able to feel that Skullcap feeling that everyone talked about. And then I remember the first time I tried Blue Vervain, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what they're talking about. And I, I don't know exactly this, the energetics between Skullcap versus Blue Vervain, but Blue Vervain really vibes with me. Um, and so it, I think it does help tone down that, you know, activator part of me or initiator um which is really interesting because it only takes a few drops for me and i'm just uh so i think it's good good medicine for me sweet good ally yeah Yeah, totally uh well let's let's talk then about another new initiation new project that you have going on which is this art of frugal nutrition a Mm. i love this name and (laughs) can you share where this has also come from and what it is? Yeah. So my bio, when I was working at Mountain Rose Herbs, you know, like when I wrote blog posts and whatnot, I ended it with an enthusiast in the art of frugal nutrition. And uh, I was essentially just combining two things that I really like. I like frugality, personal finance and nutrition. So it's natural for me to combine these two things. Um, uh, so yeah, people would ask me what that is, what, what is frugal nutrition? Um, I was like, Oh, I really, I really like that name. I wonder if anyone else uses it. Sure enough, there's a blog out there called frugalnutrition.com and I've perused it It's great. Um, but then I started feeling a little weird about using the name and because I I didn't want to like, you know, take anyone else's stuff, but, um, I was like, well, I came up with it independently. Uh, but then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, I already say the art of frugal nutrition. That seems reasonable. Plus, it's like this little course thing uh, versus a full-on blog. I don't know. I didn't feel like I was stepping on their toes. Um, <clears throat> so really, just like Herb Rally, this is going to be m- my outlet for something besides herbalism. Uh, I mean, it's peripherally related and everybody I've had on Artifrugal Nutrition thus far has been herbalists um, and it's probably gonna continue to be that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really just a, a course that I wanted to create to, to be my outlet for these other passions of mine, if you will. And what does it consist of? So, so far, what are the courses and are, where are they offered? So yeah, um, to check it out, it's herbrally.com slash frugal nutrition to learn more. But basically this is, we call it an ever expanding course. These are all things I just made up. 
because most co most courses I see, <laughs> they're not ever expanding. I don't know, maybe they are, but I've never seen that. Uh, so basically, that just means every quarter or so we're going to add a new module. Um, for instance, in February, we're going to go up to Portland and record. Do you know Paul Bergner? I or, don't. So, no. oh, you're yeah, you got to look at Paul Bergner. He's All great. Right. He's an amazing herbalist based in Portland, Oregon. Um, his nutrition philosophies, I just love. Uh, so that, so we don't even know what he's going to be teaching for the art of frugal nutrition yet. All I know is it's going to be golden. So we're going to go up there and um, do do a module with him. We're releasing one soon with Bevan Claire on. Uh, a, she calls it the spice apothecary. So the medicinal value or the nutritional value of common spices in your kitchen. Um, currently we have one on dumpster diving, uh, with my buddy, Giuseppe Spatafora. He actually came down here and we did a whole day where we recorded, um, the philosophy, the how to the dangers. Um, and then we actually did a live dumpster diving demo, um, at an undisclosed place, uh, in Somewheresville, <laughs> USA. <laughs> um, and then, um, uh, oh yeah, we have one on, uh, fermentation, these are so the three that we have released so far are dumpster diving, fermentation with Kirsten Shockey, um, and bone broth with Jade Alessandro Mace. So, but yeah, like I said, it's it's going to keep being added onto for an indefinite amount of time because again, like I, I don't want it to end. I just want this to be a robust, cool course for people. And then we also made a sliding scale, um, which felt appropriate. It seemed weird to charge like money when we're trying to teach people how to afford healthy cooking um so yeah sliding scale slides all the way down to free is what we call it, it slides all the way down to free and then um yeah i don't know i'm just rambling now so okay. no, I, i'm glad you brought that up um yeah. it it seems like it is really in alignment with the offering and and that to me is really important like why would you charge $2,000 for someone to learn how to like, you know? So it makes sense. It, I wonder uh, with that whole offering that is sort of starting to emerge, although it's something you've wanted to do and have thought of for a while, I think, mm -hmm. um, what is it that you're hoping it will bring to the collective or to other people? Good question. Um, yeah, so almost like greedily, I want to do it because it's fulfilling to me and because I like to nerd out on this stuff. But yeah, as far as what I want to bring to the collective, uh, I have all these ideas for this course. And then sometimes it dawns on me, other people do not know this. I, I'm not a natural, I don't consider myself a natural born teacher or anything like that. I'm very um, kind of inside my head. Uh, but then it occurs to me, I'm like, oh, that's right. Other people don't know about this way of doing things. And it would probably be benefit to know about that. Um, for instance, like the whole dumpster diving thing. I remember, so Giuseppe came down here a few years ago and we dumpster dove together and he told me all about this. And I'm like, this is mind blowing on so many levels. Uh, and I'm like, I want to help popularize this concept more uh, because 
for instance, a lot of this information already exists on the internet. Uh, so I guess what the contribution that I would be helping with would be to disseminate it in a more clear way or more accessible way or, or introduce it to the audience that I already have. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess really it's just to, to help introduce and um, make some of these, because a lot of these ideas are just kind of weird. I mean, dumpster diving is inherently weird and countercultural. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to help popularize some of these weird ideas I have. <laughs> I, I, I can see, I, I mean, I, I love it when people are having these ideas that are quote unquote weird, but then are actually doing them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there ever, is there ever a part of you that like wants to filter or questions or you just ignore that or don't have it? Oh, I definitely have a filter. Um, by the way, I want to give a shout out to your audience because uh, you are literally doing the first interview I've ever had on a podcast, which is really cool because I've had a podcast for five years <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been interviewed or done an interview. So, um, so yeah, that's all the, like, bring it back to your point. Do I have a filter? Yeah. Too much of one, to be honest. Like I want to put myself out there more. Uh, <clears throat> I'm naturally a very, like, the funny thing is my friends would call me gregarious, some some might call me like charismatic or funny or whatever, but like, it, it's hard for me to put myself out there in the public sphere. Like when I was the events person for Mountain Rose Herbs, I had no problem talking to people in like groups of one to two, three to four at a time, whatever. But like doing this, it's, it's hard for me. So, uh, but yes, when I hit that crossroads, like with publishing, you know, two and a half hours worth of content on dumpster diving. I'm like, no, I have to do this. You know, this is something that is calling to me and my heart's telling me I have to do this. So eventually I come around and I do it. <laughs> well, first off, I want to say it's a huge honor to be doing this co-creation with you and creating this podcast episode. And I was surprised to find it was your first. So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it aligned though. I'm glad the timing worked out for whatever reason and here we are so thanks I, absolutely thank you and uh I told myself when I quit Mountain Reserves I was like okay no more excuses I have to do these types of things now because time lack of time was a convenient excuse uh but but yeah here we are well <laughs> I love that because lack of time I think I mean again from the outside looking in there's so many things you have on the go. Mm -hmm. How do you do all of that? Um, uh, well, <laughs> to be quite literal, um, project management software. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you use project management software? <laughs> I have in the past. I don't. Oh, I don't anymore, but I have. For me, for me um, I was telling you, I like um, personal finance and frugality and all that. Like I track all of my money uh, because it like helps me gauge where I'm at. Without a pr project management software, um, I would be totally lost. So, uh, but I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. Uh, to be quite honest, 
after leaving Mountain Rose Herbs, I feel like I have all the time in the world, you know? Um, that's not helpful though. Um, well, I wonder, I wonder, and this is just from yeah. listening. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's because the things you're doing are so engaging. Like, does, oh, it feel, yeah. does it feel like effort or time or just different? It, at, I guess at times it does, but I love emailing people like, like it sounds bizarre, but literally every day I'm emailing these people and I'm like, it's always about some exciting project that I'm working on, working on with them or, um, I mean, there's certain things that are kind of like the accounting side of things and certain business things are, are stressful, I suppose. But most days I get up and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it right now. Uh, because yeah, before it was all this stuff was on the side. It was like, you know, eight to 10 PM or sometimes on the weekends or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about everything we have going on right now. So. I like, and that comes across, it comes across to you in, <laughs> in your writing and in, um, the pictures and like the posts and, also, I want to talk about the cool new clothing. Oh yeah, that you have because it's so awesome. So how does I mean? It sounds like just from knowing you a little bit now, things yeah. happen somewhat like an initiation. Things are like dropping in, and you're going with it, and and it feels a bit organic. So I'm going to guess it might be similar for the clothing. Is it? It is. Uh, well, also when I first started Herb Rally back when it was just this little events website. Um, and it's still just a little events website, but, um, I actually did sell hoodies and stuff back then. What I did was I just took, uh, old school botanical images that I really liked. And I was like, I want that on a shirt and I bet someone else might want that on a shirt too. So <laughs> fortunately now my wife is a, uh, she's a designer, um, not, not necessarily a clothing designer, but she's done graphic design and everything for her whole life so um so yeah now I have someone on my team who and who's fashion savvy so now I have someone on the team who's you know better at it than me but yeah we that's another thing where it's you know it's more just for our fun than anything um but yeah I love walking around town rocking a dandelion hoodie (laughs) (laughs) when does it ever feel to you like the plants are working with you or through you to offer these things or? Huh, in relation to the clothing or in general? In general. I would have to think that that's true. Um, I can't explain that, but that that definitely resonates. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I just thought it was just dropped in to ask. Totally. Um, also because we're gonna do a plant spirit reading which as part part of the podcast i'm like really excited for that cool cool um (laughs) do you have do you have one in your mind right now i do yes oh cool Uh, yes um before we do that though i wanted to just check and see if there's anything else you wanted to talk about or ask or throw in the throw in the cauldron uh no i think i'm good great cool I think we covered lots of ground. I used to end these and then people afterwards would be like, oh, I really wanted to talk about all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, I should probably ask. <laughs> so, that might that might come to me the second we hang up. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do part two. Yeah. 
Um, well, then let's move into this plant spirit reading if you're ready. I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. I So I like to talk a bit about how this kind of works. I've done a lot of um, study in Ireland, working with the plants and trees and all of the beings with a teacher there whose name is Carol Guyette. And it focuses, that training focuses a lot on working with the plant um, spirits and sacred plant medicine. So also includes herbal medicine and the practical like hands-on stuff mm -hmm. and this whole like consciousness of the plants. So it was interesting because I think because we haven't met, I could feel my rational mind at first being like this plant, this plant, this plant. And I was like, no, no, mm -hmm. that's not like, no, <laughs> that's not the right sort of voice um, that I'm used to hearing and honoring. That's the one that is more afraid of like making a mistake. So for example, I Apple came because you're a creator and Apple to me is the creator of worlds. And it doesn't mean that Apple isn't perhaps an ally, but I knew it was a voice saying, telling me what to do versus just listening. Mm. So when I started to tap into my heart and the like your energy and what might um, what plant might want to come forward to work with you in some way, a totally different image came and it came as a beautiful star-shaped white flower. And I was then received the message that it's white borage hmm. who's coming. Are you familiar with? I mean, is it borage, but just white? Yes. I don't, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything other than, yeah. Cool. Standard, yeah. The standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so borage, um, there, I mean, there's a few things. I'm just going to talk about the spirit a little bit, and then we'll see see what resonates but borage has a lot to do with courage and fortitude and protection and i i've created one medicine with white borage in particular and that was um a flower essence mm -hmm. and through that process of creation i learned more about uh, sort of the essence and like the subtleness of spirit and even in that subtlety, there was a lot of strength. And the strength in particular is connected with what I, I call like divine orchestration, or another word might be synchronicity, but synchronicity through active participation. Mm -hmm. So not just being like, oh, that'll work out over there somehow without me doing anything. More like being a channel or being in connection with um, spirit or however you want to see it, um, energy. And that might include also psychic abilities or parts of yourself and um, parts of the psyche or psychic parts of the body even that might not be fully realized yet, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's all through this uh, excavation and active participation that Borage is there to help offer protection as someone goes through these uh, explorations. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all it's all vibing with me. Totally. (laughs) Anything you you want to speak to or give voice to or ask? Yeah, I guess, first of all, from maybe my too much of being a consumer standpoint, I'm like, do I buy this flower essence? Should I do this? Should I or am I already exuding this type of energy? So I'm I'm good on that front. (laughs) I like that question. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it's about having a relationship with the plant. However, however, that comes to you. Yeah. Um, All of the above, none of the above, whatever, whatever, like sparks. So white borage is a type of borage that uh, I could plant. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Uh, I only ask because I'm like, well, I grow, I grow, you know, the, is it blue? I'm colorblind. Is it just blue? Yeah. Usually okay. it's blue, at least uh, in North America, I think it's mostly blue. I'm very fond of that plant. I guess what I was asking was, is this like some sort of, you know, albino version of the other, or I could just buy white, a white borage. You can buy a white borage. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, I, uh, um, yeah, I want to do that and spend some time with the, with the plant, but um, I mean, it, well, it, everything you were saying, I was kind of recalling what we were talking about during the conversation already. I was like, oh, I was kind of displaying that energy as I was, um, you know, just living my re- regular life. I have to do these things in the face of adversity. Um, I have to have this courage to just move forward with what's in my heart. And uh, that when you were um, talking to me about the white borage, I was like, oh, that sounds similar in a lot of ways um so yeah and yeah as you're saying that what i'm seeing is like an image of you inside (laughs) the petal Uh the the five petal structure around you and then like um almost like a white shield of energy around you sweet I'm going to get uh, my friend, do you know Jesse Wolf Harden? I know her name, yeah. Oh, no, uh, Kiva Harden's the, uh, the wife and then Jesse's oh, okay. husband. Oh, but yeah, yes, yeah. he creates this fantastic herbal artwork. I'm going to get him to make me a picture of, yeah, of that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yes, totally. So an ally that you can call on. However, however that comes A new one you. that's never particularly spoke to me before. So I'm excited to develop a relationship with that one. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, so to wrap up, I guess, yeah. can you just let us know a bit about where people can find you and, sure. and find all the goodies that you have expanding <laughs> and offering and growing all over the place? Uh, herbrally.com and herbrally on all the socials. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to push the YouTube channel. Uh, so we're at, we're Herb Rally on YouTube now as well. We've been we've been doing that for a few months, which perhaps we'll release this video on there too. Um, uh, yeah, Herb Rally everywhere, HerbRally.com. I like it. Good, yeah. good consistent branding. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your time and yourself and your journey with us today. I so appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks again so much, Mason. I loved hearing how things come through you and how they're coming out into the world in so many different ways and reaching so many people. So thanks for bringing your magic and for stepping into it. And for everyone who's listening, we hope that this podcast encourages you to do the same. 
Maybe it will help you expand your mindset, try something new, and listen to your heart. If you'd like to learn more about connecting with the plants, energetically, spiritually, psychologically, physically, practically, of course, check out Herb Rally. And you can also check out my Plant and Tree Spirit short reads. They're available on Amazon worldwide. And you can find out more at my website, MajesticWisdomPublishing.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm or contact me for more info. With love and magic, thanks again for listening. Until next time.